Good day, listeners. Lend me your ears as we have another glorious, buttery podcast of The Soundcheck. In the Grumps Bar are the usual suspects, Jeff, Wayne, and myself, Louis. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. It could be morning. Good morning. Good morning. Just say good day. Good day. Good day. Good day. Good day. Good night. Good night. Buenos Aires. Arrivederci. Mushy, mushy. Hey, I'm I'm bilingual. Uh, anybody got all going off this week? Anybody got all some chicken? Do I do what I have uh, this week? And I thought, well, that's wonder why. What's all that about? Ch uh, Branson's son, Sam, Richard Branson, Richard Branson's son, Sam, is thirty-seven year old, and is going to be a pop star. Okay, is that okay? Well, he's decided that I think he's had a band for a couple of years now. But he's going to make a concerted effort to be a music star or a pop star. And it just made me think, this lad has been uh, moving between homes in, in England and, well, rest of the world, and a private island in the Bahamas. Uh, privately educated, is that the lap of luxury? What has he got to talk about? I know what you mean. Like Bono's son has a band, and I think that before it was this was before the pandemic, maybe it was 2018, and they got they got pipped for an award, and I was a bit up in arms about it because they've had everything handed to them, and there's been no uh, like I enjoy a bit of artistic struggle and rags to riches, and it does annoy me, but you can't deny somebody. Who's passionate about something? No. If they want to do music, and yeah. just because no, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. If if lad wants to have a go at it, if lad wants to play, then surely lad if, play. If, if they're good, they're good. Yeah, if he wants to have a go at it, and he's got something to say, and it's of interest, and it's 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 worth listening to, well, it's, and it, the music's it, good, I will listen to it. Well, it doesn't matter if if anyone if but I don't to it, think he will. It doesn't matter if if nobody if anyone or nobody listens to it. If that's what he enjoys and that's what he wants to do as a fulfilment. Then do it. Well, yeah, I, it's not for me to choose whether he can or not. If he's 37, you'd have thought, what happened? Well, you'd have thought that if anyone's going to be able to what's have what's success in the music industry with his dad being the owner of Virgin Records, yeah, he would. But it's maybe it, that's not how it works. But if he wants to go into the music industry or he wants to make music, I don't think he needs to make a, necessarily make a living. But if that's what he wants to do to to earn whatever money he can, it, and that's what he enjoys, and then there you go. But you can't really sing on the struggles in life, can you? I, I can't relate to him. I can't. No, and that's the problem, you see. Mm. If you can't relate to somebody, that's difficult anyway to a lot of uh, musicians, but you enjoy their struggle sometimes, don't you? Or you enjoy their, not their struggle, but if you can empathise with their background, then maybe you've got better of a chance of making a... You like to be... You, you like to see what's the expression a um when somebody makes themselves uh a success of themselves within their particular field yeah when the music start, being this particular field when they've started from nothing they've made their the own made man sort of thing yeah where they've made their own path yeah. um and from, essentially it's rags to riches but if you're from riches i don't know if this is an english thing where we just can't swallow it no we can't I don't think we can. We don't accept it. I heard Conan O'Brien talking about some his observations on the UK, Scotland, and Ireland, 
and it's a tall poppy syndrome. So uh -huh. if you get above your station, oh, we'll knock you down. Yeah, you'll get you get yeah. down. You don't yeah. don't don't get ahead of yourself because we we don't like that. Well, we're good at that, aren't yeah. we? Um, in every aspect. There's so, no there's nobody better than English Preston building you up, building you up, building up to knock you down. And and he was saying that when he interviews people or when he used to interview people on his show, um, you would get these actors, especially actors in America, and they come on, they'd be big stars, but they'd have nothing to say. That uh, that really plays this James Dean sort of thing where they'd like be moody and quiet and oh, right, much yeah, to say. Yeah. And then he says you get these classic actors from the UK and they'd just be the big brilliant raconteurs, they'd be telling all these tales and they'd be yeah. humorous and they'd be engaged and they wouldn't know when to shut up. Yeah. And there's a big difference because they they feel like they need to put on a show. They need to feel like they need to oh he says it gets the impression that they need to be like at roots with everyone else. Well, they have to compensate from probably lack of. Well, they don't, they they don't they're not aiming to be fake. No, but I think it's that they don't get ahead of you. So don't don't think you're bigger than you are. Like, yeah, yeah. But pretty much setting themselves up. Oh, please knock me down because I'm English. We we do like to um, yeah, play the butt sometimes, don't we? It's self-deprecating. That's it. That's it. Yeah, we do like to do. We we, we don't like show-offs. We never like show-offs. We don't like. I want to say we don't like Americans. We do like Americans, but Americans, you're not going to find many shy Americans because they're not brought up that way. They're brought up with a brash, come on, type of attitude. The American but, dream. And yeah, 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 go for the American. And, but we aren't. We don't, 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 don't get above your station. Don't, don't. I think we like don't to sing your own, don't. don't sing your own praises. Don't get above your station. But we will occupy most of the countries of the globe. Yes, we did. We had more. We, we occupied more of the world than the Romans did, but now we're just on the Isle of Wight. Get in. Not Back that that's a bad thing. <laughs> well, I've had my ear down to the ground today, this week. Ah, the buffaloes are near. And the word on the street is: so the Foo Fighters are close. There's a rumor. Should yeah. we say it's a rumor that the Foo Fighters are close? to naming their new drummer. Well, they've announced new dates for next year, aren't they? Or for the end of this year. He must be very young if he's not got a name already. Well, the name, the rumour is... that was a baby or a crow choking <laughs> on another crow. The rumour is that it's going to be Rufus Taylor. Oh, Not Rufus Taylor. Surely not. The son of Roger Taylor. Wow, that's... Uh, I don't know... I don't know how to take that. So Roger Taylor is obviously the drummer with... Uh, the Bee Gees. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, uh, with Queen. Uh, apparently, it's. it's I don't know how to take that. But it's only a rumor. It's not. You know. Yeah. It's just the word on the street is this could be an announcement coming shortly. I know this, they're going to announce shortly the the tour dates for the end of this year. Because they were looking at um, Taylor Hawkins' son as well, weren't they? Yeah, well, he's yeah. very young though, isn't he? Yeah, but apparently he's a. He's a good, but he surely weren't a good drummer. How do you feel about Foo Fighters continuing? Why not? Why not? Yeah, I mean, favourite, but like some people might be like, oh, well, Charlie Watts died. Yeah, I, I suspect, oh, I was thinking... I, mean, I think Foo's are a great band. Yeah, and, and I think they've done more, as in they've got more back catalogue than Nirvana, so when Kurt Cobain died, obviously he was a lead singer, and they obviously they disbanded, but Foo Fighters have been going longer. And I was thinking about whether or not there's been a conversation or there was... A I'm thought sure process about, yeah. about continuing. No, no, a conversation with like a, a Mick Jagger or something like that. Because the, the fact that the Stones continued without Charlie, 
Yeah. I didn't expect that to happen, especially like the. I head- thought, yeah, I know what you're saying that. I thought that would have been a great excuse to say, okay, we're going to draw a line under this now. Yeah, but they. Yeah, but they, is that an age thing? Because if if there'd have been like fools, only what, what the fools, forties, fifties, if Rolling Stones say if Charlie had died and Rolling Stones were only in the fifty year old, would Rolling Stones have packed up then? No. no I- but they done what full fans. No, no, that's exactly the point. If, because yeah. of the age that they are, yeah, it was a damn good excuse to say, right, that's it. We're going to draw a line under this now. But it, they've continued. We, we've yeah. got a good enough excuse with Charlie Dane. And the, the, if, you, if I want to imagine the conversation, was less than a year before they announced the new drum. Well, I think I think they had commitments for a tour. Too much money involved. Yeah. Um, but I, I imagine that some of the thoughts process was was that. Well, Charlie would have wanted us to continue because we know he. They always say that, don't they? Oh, Kirk would have wanted us to continue. Well, I think the, I think he probably would have because even so, Charlie. I don't think he loved touring, but I think he got restless, restless at home. He, he wasn't the most sociable animal. No, he didn't no. like doing interviews. He didn't like yeah. doing certain things. But, but he, he, he didn't. Didn't he? He didn't much after after gig parties. No, he just it? liked playing the drums. Never did. Don't. Never no. did. Don't. Like Party, no. And then that they went to parties and he went home or yeah. to hotel. Like, yeah. Well, whatever. But yeah, he's there. He was there in every toy. He, you know. Yeah, he was. We were very good at smacking uh, Mick Jagger in face. Oh yeah, because it, oh, it was some. Because do you remember the why? Why he smacked him? Well, uh, I don't know. Mick Jagger said, uh, "Was that his big Went banging on his door or something. Where's my drummer? Where's my drummer? Yeah, this was in the eighties when Mick Jagger got a bit of an ego in the early eighties because he thought he could be the new Mick. Uh, so he thought he could be the new Michael. Where's my drummer? He with you, Michael Jackson. And uh, Mick Jagger decided that he would use the 80s to get into drugs just as Keith was getting out of drugs. And uh, he referred to Charlie as his drummer. And Charlie, being the quiet one, just flipped and... Punched him. Punched him and tried to throw him out of a window. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was a good move, that. And Mm. he never tried it again, strangely enough. No? No. I wonder why. Well... (laughs) I think he just knew he'd crossed that line that he shouldn't have crossed. Pick somebody off. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, bringing it back to Foo Fighters, I wonder if that was a consideration, knowing that that they've lost their drummer, Rolling Stones, and they've continued, and whether like it's not game over for the Foo Fighters. No, I don't think it is game over. I think they had to have a time of. I don't think Dave Grohl would have let it finish anyway. No, I mean, I I just, I think, I think he's worked toward to get them to a status of where they are now. I don't think. I mean. F- fools as his baby, isn't it? Yeah, but they were like best mates as well, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, it was a big obstacle for him to get over. And I think the the, the first gig is going to be extremely well, difficult for him, isn't it? But I suppose it's like the first gig at Fools we are realistically being with Kirk Cavan. It That would have been a big thing for him as well. As Rod Stewart once said, although first his gig is the deepest. Although it's a different band. It were big mates with Kurt, so would that have been uh, yeah, in the back of his mind? Like this, he probably that made, made that mind. made that made Dave Grohl a success. Yeah, but Nirvana. But there was Nirvana. there was good friends. There was good friends, but there wasn't as the as the relationship wasn't as deep or as uh, as it was with with the drummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was a different relationship because he didn't let anybody get close, and they were younger as well. They yeah. were young. They well, were young. Yeah, but I, I just don't think that Grohl were ever. I don't, I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to see it as 
a commercial enterprise. I just think no, it's easy I as don't, I don't think a is. need to continue playing music. And what's he good? What's his vehicle? What's his best vehicle for, to play music? It's this. It's oh, I don't know. I, that that sounds a bit on uh, sentimental. I think uh, the Foo Fighters has, has become his legacy. Well, it is, yeah. and that's why I want to continue doing it. I, don't think I think it's monetary, yeah. like no, it's not. He don't need. He don't need. I think money. he's more known for fools than he was for Nirvana. Hmm. Well, he's made. And he's made more of a a, a name for himself. Hard. Um, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. a backing singer and a drummer, what? and now is a world superstar. Hmm. So. You know, he needs to play music. He needs to play music. He's not going to form another band. He want, These are all his friends anyway. He's not going to get rid of his other friends. He's going to continue. Of course he is. I always thought he would continue, yeah. but I thought they might have left a little bit more time for I, I always in between. Thought, I thought it would I don't know whether that's a good idea with Roger Taylor's song, if that's I, true. I, well, it's just a rumour at the moment. It's not being certified. It's just the word on the street. The word on the street. No, I'm not saying that he's not a good drummer. I don't know. And he won't, I've not it heard, just, it's like... I've not heard him. I don't know, it's an odd one. It's like, it's a bit, it's almost incestuous, that. It's to keep it within the family. Have somebody we don't yeah, know, you saying, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You know, keep it hard to... Mm. Advertise it. Put it in Rotherham's store. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not that. No, <laughs> no well, well... But that's, you know, that's interesting news. We are, um, we will wait in and anticipation they have they've got an album coming out though aren't they uh, is it back in they've just about year? just about got everything sorted with the album I think, is it october it's back end of year i think it's october end of end of october -ish, i think it will mention end of october yeah, yeah it's it'll, it'll be um interesting to see if he does get it i i honestly thought it were going to go to taylor Hawkins' son i thought he's gonna no, I, is I think like... Is he six, 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 16, I think he's a little bit too young, yeah. 16, 17. A little bit too young. Apparently, yeah. he was amazing when he did Tribune. Yeah. He, he needs to make his own path as well, though. He yeah. can't you live think? in his dad's yeah. shadow. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's like directly in his dad's shadow. <laughs> it's, almost like, it's almost like saying, our new drummer is going to be Wolfgang Van Ewen, who, who is a great drummer. He is a great drummer. That's the instrument he started out on. That's the instrument he, he much prefers rather than guitar, even though he toured with Van Halen on bass. He much prefers. And he can play Eruption like his dad played Eruption, which is not easy, uh, but he is at heart a drummer. So it's like saying, oh, we're going to have... Uh, well, I, I, I saw him. I know you saw him when you didn't, you didn't enjoy it because it, you didn't like oh, the sound. No, I, thought, I thought it was poor. Yeah, but... Is, do you know what I mean? By yes, I know you, what you mean. You by, could say, yeah. but he's got to make his own way. Yes, he has. Yeah, he's got his yeah. own band to form. He's got his own career to make. Roger Taylor, son, well, go on, get him, do your own thing. Yeah, well, he is. He's, well, he may be joining fools. Well, yeah. yeah. I think you've got to hear it before you can make a decision on that. You've got to listen to him. Uh, no, it, because then I'm listening to how capable a drummer he is. I'm sure he's a very capable drummer. But you feel like he's yeah, probably got that, the gig because he's Roger Taylor's son. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but that, do your own thing. But if he wants to be a drummer, you're going to say that regardless of whatever band. If so, if he makes a new band up with four or five different people you've never heard of, and they become a big hit, you, you, you're going to say, well, they're only a big hit because it's Roger Taylor's so. Well, yeah, but I, I, don't I think wonder what the conversation would have been like. Roger Taylor said, oh, well, well, try our lad out. He's all right. It's good. Not have been. Uh, I did, it might, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm not saying it has, I'm not saying it has. I'm just saying 
I, I, I think <coughs> I think if he can stand in and he can do a job, I think it's a different. I think it's if a, it is it, of who his dad is. It's a he's really difficult. Let him do it. Maybe it's because his really name was Taylor. Job is taking on. Could be. Maybe it's because his surname was Taylor. Yeah. Taylor well, Hawkins, yeah. Roger Taylor. Oh, that's a bit too close, to, isn't it? In it. In it. In it. Oh. But anyway, yeah. we will see. No, no, it's interesting. Let's we'll see how that one pans out. We'll see that one. Good. Um, what else? Oh. I've, I've, I pointed this out to Louis earlier in the week, but and I will listen to Michael start in conversation. And we all remember, we all remember the hit that David Essex has, Rock On. Do, do. You know, the, the really funky bass line going on back in 1970. Oh, I'm not going to say date because a lot of people will correct me. But uh, apparently he did it because he was such a big fan of it. He wanted to do a homage of his own. So what did they come up with? One of their biggest hits, Drive. And I thought, oh, well, I was around when that rock on came out. But I had to go back and have a listen to it. And I remembered, I thought, oh, yeah, it's the ages of it. This is great. I really enjoyed it. And then I'd listen to Drive because I'd forgot how that went. And you can see the point he's making. Yeah, it's really good. Really good. You can, yeah, there's a close, it's like a contemporary version of what is the original one was. Really good. I like I like the fact that he, he liked David Essex, basically. You would never put them two together. Unexpected. Unexpected combination of yeah, where he came from and what he was listening to. It's surprising what certain artists are exposed to. I remember an interview with Eminem, and he was saying that one of his inspirations when he was a kid was Cliff Richard. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was that an impression? Wow, I mean, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Eminem does have a sense of humour, but like... The UK version of Elvis, you mean? Cut myself for walking, talking, wiki, wiki, wiki. Ah, oh, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Yeah, he also walked. <laughs> not a fan of Cliff? Uh, Sir Cliff? No. No? Not, not in, not one bit. It's just a devil woman. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't get me started on so clear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've eaten. There's a great uh, thing which lives rent-free in my head, and it's when when Gordon Ramsay used to have a show called The F Word, and he'd be cooking some food, food in the back, and in, in the actual dining area, there'd be, like, celebrity guests. And uh, this one week, one of the celebrity guests was Cliff Richard and his gang of uh, rude boys. And Gordon Ramsay kept, comes over to him and he says, as you know, ex- exchanges a few like, as Tris, a few F words. <laughs> and he says, so I hear that you like wine. And Cliff's like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I really like wine. In fact, I, I have my own vineyard, I grow my own wine. He says, I know this, I've got a bottle of your wine here, but I want to know if you can taste, if you can spot your wine, if you can taste the difference. And he gets like three bottles of wine and only one of them is Cliff's. And they're all, it's like a blind taste. And he pours Cliff's wine out first. I think it's first. Pours it out and he goes, oh, Cliff swears. He goes, oh, that's, that's shite. <laughs> and it's, it's a blind test. And then he pours another one. It's like, yeah, that's good. That's good. And the other one's good. And he says, well, the first one you tried was actually your wine. It's like, oh, no. And uh, I don't think Cliff went to sell, on any, sell any more wine. <laughs> he, he ruined his own wine industry, his own wine business. Really? Oh, yeah, he did, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah. Sir Cliff. Sir, sir Cliff, knight of the of the realm. Yeah, if when, when things go down, sir Cliff will be there with his with his his yeah. armor and his I'm, big sword. I very well are. Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, I think we're going to do a mouse trying to get in. So I've got a little bit of news. Go on then. All right. It's um. I like news. One thing that I I've learned this this week is about. So you two have got a new album out, right? What's doing? You two, you two. The, the the Irish band U2. All right. They've got an album out, and oh, I've lost the thing now. Hold on, bear with me. Is this the one where they do the remastered versions of their old no. stuff? No, they're not remastered. They're reimagined. Reimagined. So they've got a new album yeah, yeah. where it's reimagined. And uh, I saw a video on YouTube where Zane Lowe from Apple Music goes and, and they walk around this venue that they're going to be doing. I think they're doing a four year stint. Oh, the Sphere. Yeah, the Sphere in That's Las Vegas. Vegas, isn't it? And they're doing yeah. a four year stint there. And, big crane and they were saying, like, uh, unlike any other venue, this has been designed for for music from the offset. So when bands go to, let's say, a stadium or anything like that, the primary focus of these events are for sport. So it's not designed with the audio in mind, like for like great acoustics. But this thing is like a... It's got 360 screens. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge sphere where the bottom half, or let's say the bottom quarter, just sat in, in the ground. And it's this big black sphere, and inside, it's essentially a huge speaker. There are speakers everywhere that focus down on you, and there's a mesh all the way around you, which is it's a screen, a TV screen. And the edge describes it as a, a picture resolution, and I'm sure he, he felt at the time that that was the right thing to say, but picture resolution doesn't actually mean anything because you can have a really low picture resolution, or you can have a higher one, but it's it's a very high one. It's the, it's the it's highest spec that it's ever been built. And it's been purposely built for, for music. And I think what, what it's going to be is that they're going to play quite an intimate gig. They're going to do, I think they're going to act on... But it's not that intimate because it holds 17,000 pounds. 17, I, I know, but it doesn't look like it. It's it a smaller... Well, it's, it's well, a larger... It's, it doesn't, <laughs> it's an intimate gig. Just me and you in your front row with 17,000 pounds other people. No, but when I say intimate, I mean that... It's not going to be one of these. Long, it's going to feel. Well. It's going to feel intimate because you've got sound everywhere. You could, if if Bono wanted to pluck a nose hair out, you would hear the doing. It, it would. It's going to be that close. Yeah, I know what you mean by that. It's going to be everything is on display. And it's just a shame that it's just in Las Vegas. I feel like they should have a severe a, a sphere in every country. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's nothing to do with music, but I'm going to say it because he'll he'll. He'll, oh, Magnum's great. He'll, he'll enjoy this, but I sure... Magnum P.I. I sure threw himself off of that building. What? Yeah, you can do that bungee thing. You, you know, oh, we, we right, right. dive okay. off of Yeah, that's not about music. Anyway, moving on. I thought that took a dark twist. No, no, no. It like suicide. He did, he did that. We just run and dive off at bloody end bit. It's oh. like, what? What's wrong? I think he did it for his 40th, I think. What? Oh, no. What's wrong with you? Yep. So, what would you do with that? <laughs> why? But why, this, the, why? Why? This venue looks phenomenal. It looks like the yeah, future. I've seen of, some of, stuff it. and read some stuff about it. The 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 it's inside of it to fix that amount of people. Oh, oh well, yeah. compared to some other ones, in it, but in, but it guess, doesn't look like it could hold that amount of people. When you see it, mm. you wouldn't have thought that you could fit. Don't forget, the audience will be, as they say, in the round. It'll be a circular. So they'll be in the middle. Yeah. The band will and be the, in the middle. The TV screen will be ceiling walls and everything. It'll be. It's a big be dome, a, basically. It'll be a very immersive experience. But where would you look? 
Yeah, because when I go to a gig or a festival or something like that, you're looking forward, and you get the big screen in front of you. There's a the eye is naturally drawn to a moving picture. It um, like if you're walking in the jungle and something moves in your peripheral, your eyes. Oh, I always do that. Yeah, when I'm a, when I'm going for a stroll, I'm in looking the... through the jungle. That's like there's a lot of jungles in Rotherham. Yeah, there is. When, when I run yeah. through the jungle, like Queen's Clearwater. Oh, right, yeah. So yeah. I did there. Yeah. Music. Um, your eyes naturally drawn to something that moves. So I find myself looking at the screen when actually I should be looking at the stage with my naked eyes yeah. at the artist dimension. I know. When I look at a stage and I'm looking at the artist and I'm, my eye is drawn to the big screen, the big face of the person I'm supposed to be looking at, that is off-putting to me. Yeah. You know... And the, you know, like why? I I just find it like well, why not? I might as well watch bloody telly at home. Yeah, but it does have its benefits, though. It does have its benefits because you can't see them because you can't get close enough. Yeah, unless you're going to drop it, like eight hundred thousand pounds. Yeah, in front row. You go to see Eric Clapton at uh, Arena. And you're stood under the scoreboard at an ice hockey rink. But you don't get. And it, it's not very mobile at the best of time, is Eric. And and it's, so you well, wanted to watch you wanted to watch him play guitar, and then all you end up looking at is his face on a big TV screen. What it sort of dampens the experience? What's the optimum place to be at an arena? At home. All right. Yeah. Uh, um, probably I don't know. Probably first, first six, seven rows. Well, I've now, been at the arena, and I've been in the second row, and I watched Stevie Wonder. I've never. And I got a stiff neck. In a in a in a re- in, in an I arena. Leave that to your imagination. In an arena, I've never sat down. I've never sat. I prefer to be standing at an arena. Yeah. Or, or an academy. The only time I've sat down is if I've been, if I could only get seats at the side, or if it's at City Hall. Yeah. But that's not but, the arena. But I'd prefer to stand. I like city halls. I like eighteen hundred, fifteen hundred. But you sat there. You sat there like, and then you clap, and then you wait, and then you like. I like to. I like to. You like to tap your foot. I like yeah, like tap foot. I like to stand there. Like no, you have I don't to wait know. I don't know. I, I like to stand on my drink. One of the best gigs I ever saw was the Black Crows at the Sheffield City Hall, which holds about was it old eighteen hundred, fifteen hundred. But that's not rock and roll, though, is it? Well, it were to me. It worked to me because they were the sat down in your crushed velvet chairs. Yeah, no. Playboys. We were sat up in balcony and we're looking directly down on the stage. And it, do it, because they're a very mobile band. Well, yeah. at least the lead vocalist is. Very mobile band, very interesting to watch. And I, they were just, you could just take everything in. I was seeing the whole of the band right. from uh, looking slightly downwards on them from the balcony. I wasn't standing in, in, Looking up at them and getting a stiff neck and just seeing how to peer around the lead singer so I could see the drummer. I could see everybody and I could see him running around the stage and his. I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it because of that. It'd be interesting, wouldn't it, to say, let's say you had the Black Crows playing at City Halls, right? And you went to see them in a variety of venues and they were playing almost back to back as you were seeing them, the variety of venues. So yeah. you see them at City Hall, you sat down. You see them at an O2 Academy where you stood up in a small venue. Yeah. You see them at a festival. How they respond to the room itself, and how oh, they respond. Oh, yeah, I know what you're going. I know what you're saying, and I do appreciate that. And they would react in a completely different way. When I saw them, there was touring their second album, I think, and so there was really giving it some and, and putting on a show, put a lot of energy into it. 
they don't do that now because it's just the two of them. Yeah. Uh, and I get what you're saying, but I can't imagine myself being any more impressed if I'm stood 10 feet from the front of stage at Gladstonebury as I was by being in the balcony at a 1,500-seater City Hall at Sheffield. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was brilliant. I really enjoyed it. One of the best concerts I've ever been to. I could see everything, and I, and I, I didn't miss anything. Didn't miss it, and I weren't looking to the big screen behind them. Yeah, that's the one thing you don't get in these City Hall things. You don't get a big TV screen. No, it got good sound. Yeah. The, no problem with sound. It was great sound. Bit of a queue for toilets, but, yeah. Well, you know, there's always a, a price on the drinks. Yeah, just use the ladies. They're all right. They don't mind. Different times. <laughs> I found some online, and everybody's everybody's read these. Everybody's had a look at these. I don't care who they are. They've always had a look at these. And it's... What is your blues name? Oh, right. What is your blues name? So I found your two's blues name. Now, I'm going to give you mine first. So you'll be able to guess the last part of yours, Louis. Jezebel Windswept. Well, <laughs> not quite. That's not quite a blues name, is it? But you'll be able to guess the last part of yours. Velvet Turtleneck. Seeing as we share the last name. Uh, mine is... And it always... It was going to be this, though, weren't it? It was going to be something like this. Anyway, my, my blues name, according to this chart that I read, was Ugly Dog Bailey. Ugly Dog Bailey. That's a good blues name. That's my blues name. And Wayne... And how does it come up with that, by the way? Sorry. Oh, you take the first letter of each each name. So, in my case, it's G, which works out as ugly. My middle name is... <coughs> so, it becomes Dog. Strange name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, my middle name is Flem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that tittle win. <laughs> no, my middle name is Roy, so I became Dog. Uh, and Wayne, soon as I've announced my middle name, oh, that's why I did it. That's why I did it. That's why I did that middle name. So now, Wayne has now become Screaming Bones, <laughs> Screaming Bones Parker. <laughs> Oh, I don't mind that, that's all right. Screaming Bones Park is quite a good name, actually. Yeah, I like that one, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because when... No, <laughs> leave it. This <laughs> <laughs> Wayne's name, middle name is... <laughs> How strange. And Lewis, Lewis uh, Blue's name is Pretty Bones Bailey. Pretty Bones Bailey. Yeah, I quite like that one. Yeah, Pretty Bones Bailey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. So where did you get this, man? Or just somewhere online, somewhere. It's get your blues name is. The interesting thing is, because you both share the same initial for the middle name, Louis being Alexander, yours being... Art Garfunkel. That's it, yeah. So it's Wayne Art Garfunkel Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> These people now listen to this. Pretty Bones Bailey. Pretty Bones Bailey, that's, yeah, that's pretty good, that. Pretty Bones Bailey, thank you, uh, uh, Screaming Bones Parker. He just handed me a nice beer. Hey, Screaming Bones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> are we going to tell people your middle name then? Anyway, moving on. Okay, Andrew. <laughs> so I had an interesting thing this week. I was driving to work and I got my mate AC on, as I usually do. Alice and Cooper. Was, and he was, he was telling us 
Well, he was telling me, not us, just me, because it's he, you. He only talks to me. Yeah. Wayne, did you know? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Would you, phone, wouldn't you yeah. just lose the control of your bowels oh, if those, you did that? Oh, those tablets working for you. Um, I think I need to up them. Uh, and it comes Wait, across... do you think you ought to be in fifth gear? <laughs> <laughs> Wayne, what do you reckon to this next track? I'd just be like, what? So, no, so I'm driving to work, got old AC on, and he come across this thing, and I thought, well, that's interesting. Hmm. He got on about icons. Okay. And he, and he got me thinking. All right, icons. What is he calling icon? And then I got me thinking, oh, he's an icon. What is my icon? I just thought, I know. I'll ask, I'll ask the guys on Friday. What do you think about icons? Yeah, they're all right. <laughs> <laughs> and have you got any? Well, there, there, there lies the question. What's the difference between an icon and a legend? Hmm. Mm. Or is there, mm. or is, or is there a difference? Well, an icon, it's a personal thing, isn't it? An icon is a different level to a legend, isn't it? So I think a legend, if you're not a fan of the art artist or let's say a musical artist, if you're not a fan of them, you can. Yeah, icons more personal, isn't it? Yeah, you can see them as a legend. Like you, you might not like the Beatles, but you can see that Paul McCartney is legend. Yeah, in, in his in in the, yeah. the match. Not pictures. iconic then. Uh, but it's same with me with Bowie. Iconic is, it feels like Wayne said more personal. Yeah, it's like a Bowie thing into it. Like it's how you. I'm not a big Bowie fan, but I realise that. Oh, you accept him. His, his status in, yeah. in in music is massive. But I guess icon, what is it? Is a, re a religious term, so that would be like a personal religious term for like somebody as an icon. Exalted. Uh, excuse you. <laughs> Uh, see, see, I have a problem with this because I no, I don't have a problem with it. All right, well, that was good. No, I, anyway. no, I don't have a problem with it. I accept it, and I agree with what you're saying, Lewin. And it is, it is that way, because <clears throat> my issue is that people use these terms more and more and more, and and, and they'll, they'll they'll call somebody a genius, which I think is like the next level icon. When they've spent 15 minutes on Has Britain Got Talent? Genius. No, they're not. I could a genius. And they banned him about as being genius. And I'm sorry, but I'm not buying it. No. Is, is that just, yeah, but I think it's like, it's, it's a turn of phrase, like when people saying that's... Well, uh, unfortunately, it's the wrong term. When, when people say that you're a rock star, like Britney Spears has been called a rock star. She's not a rock star. And everyone no. knows she's not a rock star, but they were called a rock star. Because it's, yeah, it's but the, I it's think the, it's, it's level, banded about... It? Indiscriminately. Well, there should be a bloody law against it. Well, I hope there is. Bring in mine flogging the of the music. Bring in flogging. Bring it yeah, back. I think it's yeah. I think well, like we said earlier, it's 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 more personal, isn't it? And it's a influence and significance to yourself of that person. Yeah. Makes them oh, an well, icon to you. Well, now my icons would probably be different to your icons, to Louis' icons, to next door's icons, because we all. Although we're all in that same band, mm. we all put people, well, I like him a bit better than I do him. So he would be a, an but icon. But you do accept that David Bowie's an icon. Oh, he's massive. Yeah, you can't not. Just because I don't like him doesn't mean to say well, that's that. Well, that's, that's what I'm glad that, you've done. Because that you can't. You dis, your dislike of David Bowie is well known. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't and like, well documented on this podcast. I don't like Bowie just because I don't think he can sing. He but you do accept. But. 
his influence. Significance in music is massive. Good. It's 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 huge. Ah. It's probably one of yeah. I don't know, probably one of the best or biggest British artists that we've ever produced. Or global. Well, well, yeah, worldwide, yeah, it probably is. Is is it's probably I don't know, maybe top five. Would you say? Oh, well, I don't think it's a league table that we need to. No, it's not. But what I'm saying, but, well, I'm just you, glad that you've actually. You can't. You can't. You can't. Facts are facts. And well, they are. And, and yeah. they... Oh, I'm, I'm interested in this league table. Would you say that Alexander O'Neill is probably what top three? Ooh. All you do is criticise. Oh, <laughs> one song was enough. <laughs> I love that bassline in that song. Actually, it's, it's a great, great bassline. Yeah. But yeah, I just thought icons. Well, that's an interesting thing. You see, I don't see it as simplistic as that. Maybe it's just me, but I there's certain things that I just... When you mentioned icons as being, like, the subject, there's people that are icons, but I see, like... I like to think as the Royal Albert Hall has been an icon. It's well, an iconic it, venue. Yeah, I have yeah. a fact about the Royal Albert Hall. Go on, then. Did you know that the Royal Albert Hall, the ceiling of the Royal Albert Hall, is actually freestanding? It's it's just suspended. It just sits on top of the walls. It's not connected. It's a bit like the thing in Tottenham Stadium. No, it's a bit like the thing in Istanbul. Is it that dome there that doesn't actually contact with the walls? It just sits it, there. It could be like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's a nice fact. When, when it Thank was you. when it was originally built, it was it was terrible acoustics. It was square. <laughs> No, but it, the acoustics were terrible, and they, in the uh, I think it was the early sixties, they developed these big panels that you now can still see that are suspended from the ceiling to soften the sound. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the ceiling is not actually attached; it's not bolted in any way to the. the so well, it could literally lift up if there was a good enough force. Yeah. So is it is it watertight? Yes. No. Yeah, it's not. It's probably got a good seal, but it's not bolted. If you know what I mean. It's it not fits there. It just sits there. Yeah. Not fastened down. I'll, anyway, continue. Icons. Uh, yeah, well, I see, because if you listen to any artist that's been out there, they'll always get slightly watery-eyed when they said, well, we played the Royal Albert Hall. And this goes for not just English, for global musicians. We played the Royal Albert Hall. Is it because it's got royal in it? If it was, called, it is, if, if it was called the Kenneth Pitt, I think, I think it's, it's We because... played the Kenneth Pitt. Oh, what a what a! I venue. think it is an icon venue, indeed. Yeah, it's... people have played there, Ooh, and they followed their everybody. footsteps yeah. into that building, and they've played on that stage. So then, here's the thing: is uh, is that an icon just to do with time? So you look at let's so say, that's what creates an icon. If you just say any anyone, name an artist that's from the sixties, or, or, or what do you call it? Um, Hank Marvin. Hank Marvin. Is he an icon? He used to a lot of people, yeah. Yeah, but like, is it just to do with that? Is is not died? He stuck around. No, no. I remember those CDs. He was no. fucking in the nineties, where he just do uh, guitar versions of melodies of popular songs. No, yeah, no, with Hank, a creepy smile. You can buy this for six ninety nine. Yeah, but so Hank Marvin is is part of Shadows, right? So he's he he would be the icon. But name me another person. Plus, he's Shadow. a twang for being starving as well. Yes. I'm Hank Marvin. Yeah. But name me another person in Shadows. Cliff Richard. But he was Cliff Richard and the Shadows. He wasn't part of Shadows, wasn't he? He was still shady. 
It might have been. Slim Shady Eminem. Now we know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's come. Well, it was shady. It was shady all night. But it, 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 it. It wasn't a shadow. That's it? where Eminem got a shadow. A shadow. Oh, easy. easy. No, but he is looked up to. Doughboy. He's looked up to. Brian May puts him really high up on a pedestal. Yeah, he's a big fan of it, isn't he? Yeah. A big fan of it. And then, but again, Brian May would be an icon. Oh, yeah. is he a legend? Yeah. Freddie Mercury would be an icon. The rest of the band, would they be icons? Roger Taylor? Don't know. This is a difficult one, isn't it? Yeah. Because, it, again, it's banded about too easily. It's like genius. Yeah. But then, but who, just go, would, but would just, you say that Brian May was a genius? Who decides? Like, what, what are the, what are the but, criteria? No, it's a personal thing. Well, but, but, nobody decides. Let's Google. Is there a criteria for being... If, if, is, is, is he a genius? Is Stevie Wonder a genius or is he an but icon? You say that banded around too much. I would... I mean, a lot of people call Ray Charles. I mean, his nickname is The Genius. Stevie Wonder I'd put as an icon. An icon? Yeah. Definitely. He's definitely an icon. He's definitely, yeah. Brian May. I just think that genius is a big... Well, it's a big... It's a big ladder. It is a big ladder. Let me tell you now. Right, we've, we've completely missed the mark here. So I've Googled icon, right, and the definition of an icon. All right. Influence significant. What is an icon according to Google? And I'll take Google's answer. Go on, right? then. Go on then. An icon, a graphic symbol on a computer display screen well, we that represents an app, an object such as a file or a function <laughs> such as a command or save. So we were way off. Yes. <laughs> oh. you're, not, you're not a little tick on a screen. But just going back to your Albert Hall thing, when yeah. Bonamassa played. He's not an icon. He is. He is. He is. No. Yeah. No. Oh, too. Yeah, to me. Okay. So when Bonamassa played Albert Hall, that's when he said that he'd realised that he had become um, a well-established. Established. Right. Yeah, you get me pointing about Albert Hall then. And it was that it was that giddy yeah. about playing the Albert Hall because this was this is something that he's wanted to do since he was five, six, seven yeah. year old. Yeah. He wanted to, as he calls it, he wanted to play at the home of Clapton. Yeah, and he did play in that tour, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he, and he appeared did. on stage with him. But because he was, he got two dates when he first played Albert Hall. Bonamassa flew all his family out to watch him play Albert Hall. Yeah, and he yeah. says, well, it was the, it was, I rest my case. It was the biggest achievement? Then. He says it's the biggest achievement of his musical career. Yeah. was actually getting two nights at the Royal Albert Hall. Yeah. Well, Google says here when I ask, what does it mean to be a music icon? A pop icon is a celebrity character or object whose exposure in popular culture is regarded as constituting a defining characteristic of a given society or era, largely subjective. There are no definite, definitely objective. Well, this criteria. is it. You're, it's right. What it yeah. is, what it's makes very, it, I'd say, it's, I'd say it's an influence. But to be reckoned as an icon, a, a piece of art that's elevated from the natural. So it's like so it's that, that next like, level they're changing yeah, the game. Next level. It's so something that's come along and significance. So someone that's come along do. and changed the game, like Jimi Hendrix changed yeah. the game. Yeah. 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 Freddie Mercury introduced opera to rock, changed the game. Yeah. yeah. The Beatles introduced, or George Martin, you could argue, introduced string section to pop and yeah. rock. Um, so it's somebody that, that comes along and changes the focus of, of what is yeah. accepted. Now is that is that is that genius or is that iconic? Well, is it genius to, to think of a new way of I doing think, things? I think if you change something, you're a genius, aren't you? And to make it popular. 
to make it popular and to make it almost a genre in itself. Yeah, I think it's it's bordering that. It's getting there, isn't it? I mean, at the very basic, it's lucky. It's what? At the very basic, it's lucky. It's a number of factors, and you just got lucky. Well, I don't know. They were given the time, and they were, they were given the expense. Time and a place to, to do you, things. You've got to work hard to build something. I don't think it's luck. Well, I don't know. I think it's hard work. Uh, uh, you know, get, getting out there and putting your name about. They always you know, create everything. your own look. You, you everything luck to a degree, but you know there are a lot of people like David Bowie, got extremely lucky to even be accepted into any realm of um, professional career within music. He was he was struggling on his ass for years. He got lucky and he was given an opportunity to do yeah. something iconic. Yeah. So how many people out there weren't as lucky as David Bowie to have oh, the opportunity? Who could have changed the game tenfold? Yeah. Yeah. We we. Personally, between us, we know lots of people that are exceptionally good musicians, but they have not been in the right place at the right time. And we, we have all experienced musicians that don't really qualify, but they just happen to be there, you know, at the right place, right time, and yeah. got into the band and did what they needed to do and just were good enough to do what they needed to do. Yeah. It's, uh, I just don't make we... them geniuses. I think, no, no. I don't think... make them icons, make them lucky. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, icons are people like, for me, if you look at an icon, you're looking, you're talking about people like Jimmy Page, Slash. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jimmy Page. People like that. Consistency of back catalogue. Yeah. They're, they're consistently. They've got to have, they can't be yeah. what it wanders. You can't have, you, you, I mean, you look at uh, Keith Richards. You can't have Humberdink. But again, Keith Richards is an, is an icon. There's nobody more iconic than Keith Richards. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a business all in himself. I think Slash would challenge him. How has Keith Richards written so many great intros? Nobody's written more, no great intros. Nobody's written as many good intros as Keith Richards has. No, uh, well, there might be Tony Iommi. He's, he's yeah. a riffmeister. Again. Not as good as Keith. Tony Iommi is, is another icon. Jimmy Page. Did you know the little fact about Keith? But do you know um do 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 what's that song now? Do 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 no, I don't know that one. Do 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 Oh Wayne knows it. Wayne knows it. Gimme Shelter. Gimme Shelter. Do you know the song Gimme Shelter by Ron Sands? Oh right, yeah. Yeah. The intro to that, which I tried to sing but didn't quite work out as well, it took inspiration from the French um, it's either the police siren or the ambulance siren. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's apparently even trying to trying to do the siren on his guitar. Oh right. Okay. Okay. Oh. All oh, right. All right. Oh, that's iconic. <laughs> well, when I was when I was going through the icon thing, and I was I did what you did. I I, I googled what because I didn't really thought right an icon. What is it saying? Is an icon. I th I would have said without googling it, it's somebody that is ironic to me, not ironic to you. Not ironic, because, iconic. Uh, iconic, sorry, I iconic to me, not iconic to you, because it's my icon. It's not your icon. And but, isn't it iconic? But is it? Don't you think? But well, yeah, it's a personal thing. Yeah, it? yeah. But is an icon is an icon more than a personal thing? Is an do you have to be? Do you become an icon when you become an icon to more than? Like, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm yeah. going to say like one, more than one person, but no, it, it, I think it's the, the figures are, are a lot more than that. I don't know. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because we've all agreed that Keith Richards is an icon purely because of his, his status within the music community and his, 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 
Do you think you become an icon when you become you become popular? Is what is no because somebody can become popular for six weeks. He's been popular for fifty years. I don't think Tom Waits is that popular. No, he's not. But like, if you say Tom Waits, Mick Jagger, is he an icon? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. But he's popular. But is it consistent? Like, is he consistently is producing the goods? Is his work? Is his work challenging and inspirational? And and I think he is pushing the limits. Yeah, he's changed the it's changed the standard within performance, within singing, within production, within songwriting, and genre shifting. With you know, and within just getting old and being in a band. You know, he was getting ridiculed when he was in his 30s for being in the music industry. He was being called old when he was 30. I mean, the modern day, or the youngers, the young ones of today, will probably go with icons of, I don't know, people like, would would they go Justin with... Justin Bieber. Yeah, Justin Bieber. Would they go with Steps? Would they go with uh, Ed that. Sheeran? Yeah, Ed Sheeran. M- Madonna. I've never understood the Madonna thing. The... But I know she's an icon. Yeah. So would they be classed? Yeah. But I got an interesting fact because what I was leading up to is when I was searching icons, it also come up with logos. Right. And um, and I just thought, all right, so you've got the obvious ones. You've got the tongue and the lips, which is a logo for Rolling Stones. You've got the top hat, which is a logo for Slash. And um, Jimmy Page has got, is it Zoso? Zorso, yeah, like lettering, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's like Zorso, which is, is it something to do with Saturn? Something, sure. something like that, anyway. But what I didn't know, so the the band Queen, they have a crest. Oh, yeah, it's like the unicorn crest, isn't it? Yeah, they have a crest. Do you know what that, I didn't know this, but do you know what that crest is? Or um, what is or how it's made up of, or what it is formed by. Well, I knew that. I, I bear with me now. Um, I th- didn't Freddie Mercury design that because Freddie Mercury he did. Yeah, he did graphic design. design it, yeah, he, he was originally uh, a graphic designer. So was Charlie Watts, by the way, as well. You were. Um, what um, and how did he design it? With pencil. Right. I don't know. I'll tell you. Go on. So the Queen Crest was designed by the Zodiac, it's all to do with the Zodiac signs. Oh, it was the Zodiac killer. Freddie so, Mercury was the Zodiac killer. We've got it. You have, <laughs> you have two lions for Leo, which is Deacon and Taylor's birthday. You, oh, right. You've got a crab, which right, is see. Cancer. Oh, Cancer, yeah. Which is Brian May's birthday. And then you've got two fairies for Virgo, which is Freddie Mercury's birthday. Didn't know that. And that is yeah. how he designed the... Two fairies? Yeah. <laughs> is that the symbol of the... Apparently, yeah. I don't remember seeing fairies. No, I don't yeah. remember seeing these, fairies. But these two fairies... I guess in... fairies are mysterious. So. They are, yeah. These, these, the, the, apparently the there's fairies in the air and it represents Freddie Mercury's birthday. Oh, and that is how he designed it, by taking all their zodiac signs and forming a crest of queen. That's very interesting. Very good. And I thought that were good. Yeah, very good, that one. Yeah, uh, Oh, we're just going to say, you know, you're on about Tom Waits earlier, and and it made me think about. <clears throat> yeah, I think Tom Waits is is an icon. He's almost like a subculture to a lot of people. A lot of people don't like him. You I mean you don't, don't particularly like him? A lot dear, of people don't, don't, can't get on with his voice yeah. or anything. Yeah. But a lot of people see him as being shape shifting music for years. And another one on that same line is Leonard Cohen. 
yeah. that is so highly revered for his lyrical content, not necessarily his singing voice, that is, they would put him on the genius level, not the iconic level. There's a story I, about Lennox. I just don't think he's that well known outside. You'd be surprised. There's you a... would be surprised. Back in the back in the day, when, wait, no. Back in the back in the day when I was working what? on a record, record, the biggest cues I ever saw were for Leonard Cohen's new album from Leonard Cohen. People were just coming in all the time and pre-booking the Leonard Cohen album. And I couldn't believe it because I weren't familiar with Leonard Cohen at the time. And because of their interest, I, I thought, well, I'm going to have to listen to this chap. This lot seemed to know what they're on about. And I thought, what is it they're listening to? What? And I didn't get it at the time. It's like spoken word, isn't it? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get it at the time. I just thought, there's something wrong with these people. They need to be The hospital needs to be informed. <laughs> they're out amongst us. But it, it's true. And, and as I've got older and got more... It's weird, less, isn't it? How you, how you taste, uh, as your tastes def like uh, develop as you get older. Well, as I've relaxed my opinions. Mm. <laughs> There's a story about um, when Leonard relaxing Cohen, your opinions. Uh, when Leonard Cohen went for dinner with Bob Dylan, and right. Leonard Cohen said to to Bob Dylan, "It's like, oh, I love your your song, um, Lady Lady Lay, or, or, yeah. or something like that. He said, how long did it take you to write? And Bob Dylan said, oh, it took me about 15 minutes. He, says, yeah. he said, I love Hallelujah. How long did it take you to write? And Leonard Cohen said, oh, it took me about four years. Yeah. But yeah. Leonard Cohen was lying. It took him about six years. Yeah. Really? Six yeah. years to write Hallelujah. He worked on it for years yeah. and he, years. He, yeah. he was, um, he was really, really true to his art form. He is essentially, he, he was a poet, essentially, and he, he everything was detailed. Yeah, and that was his thing. If he wasn't happy with the detail, he wasn't happy with the lyrical content. It just—it didn't make sense to him. It didn't work for him. It didn't get any. So that's why it took a long time to write some song. Although some songs did, I've heard him say. Well, not I heard him say, but I've heard that the, some songs did didn't write themselves. No, he died about two or three years ago. Yeah. It was yeah. it was an old man though. Yeah, really? if it and he, he'd have songs that would he could write in ten minutes. But most of his stuff, he laboured over. He la literally laboured over because it was a, a labour of love, basically. Hallelujah is such a strange song, though, because it sounds like a song that's been around since Michelangelo's David. You yeah, know, it's, it does. It's like one of those yeah. like age-old like yeah Latin poems. It does. It does. You're right. Yeah, it does. It it could be. It's this. Yeah, in that sense, it's pretty much timeless. Yeah. Isn't it? It, so could be, it could be an old Greek. His song is a legend. Whatever. That, that, that turns him into an icon. I think so. I think yeah. so. But then again, icons is not just about people, is it? It's about bands as well. And it's about yeah. files and it's about icons things. on your laptop. It's about things. Uh, yeah, about it's like it's like the Albert Hall. It's like I consider Pete Green's nineteen fifty nine Les Paul an iconic guitar. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of things out there, isn't there? I mean, that guitar has been drooled over for years because of its tone. It's recognised as having a wonderful tone. Has it got reverse parts? Is that what it is? I'm not quite sure. There's yeah, a lot of legends about there's it. There's something about because he had push pull parts, but they were in the wrong order, so they created like a bit of a, like a one reverse. Of, one, one of the one of the pickups wound backwards instead of the other. Yeah, it was I mean, like that. I think is this something, it's something that Jimmy Page used as well? Um, and people have tried to recreate it, but it's never been quite the same. It's just like one of these happy accents. It's, it's a Bob Ross happy accent. Bob Ross, <laughs> is he an icon or a legend? Ooh. Oh, I'm going to go legend. No, I'm going to go genius. Genius. I'm going to go genius. Yeah. Because Gary Moore bought 
bought that, as we all know. Well, we'd say he bought it, but we don't know because the legend it depends who you listen to. Did he pay for it? Was he given it? We don't know. He acquired it mid 70s, late 70s sometime. And uh, he, he kept it for a number of years and played it for a number of years. We, and we all recognise it when it's been played when on his, some of his classic hits. And then he he got strapped for cash because he had to cancel a load of gigs one year. I don't know why, but he had to cancel a load of gigs one year. And so he, he lost a load of money. So he had to put his guitar up for sale. So he, he sold it off to a, a recognised guitar dealer. And he hung on, hung on to it for about four or five years. And within that time frame, he were building it up that much that it would become, oh, yes, Pete Green's guitar, Gary Moore's guitar. It does this, it's so that, it's got it's reverse windings on pickups. It's got That's why it's got incredible tone. It's the one in a million guitar. It's worth a million pounds. They were talking about it being worth more than Hendrix's white strat. It was, and so nobody wanted to touch it because they couldn't afford it. Nobody would go near it because it was just, they were talking one million pound, two million pound. And nobody would near it. So this bloke, this collector was stuck with it. He couldn't get on with it. Uh, and in mid noughties, he, he got strapped for cash himself. And so he, he sold it on to Kirk Hammett from Metallica. And he's got it now. Uh, what do you think? Of 2010, it? maybe. 2009, 2010. And he's got it now. What did he pay for it? £3.60. <sighs> that's, not, that's not a bad deal, though. I think he paid too much for it, actually. Yeah. No, I don't know. I, I, he's never going to disclose that. You, you mentioned, but he certainly didn't pay a million pounds for it. You mentioned Jimi Hendrix's white strat. Who, yeah. uh, who gave Jimi Hendrix his white strat? Eric Clapton? Clapton. Keith. Jimmy Page. Who's Keith Richards? Keith Page. Keith. No man out of them. No more wisdom. <laughs> It was Keith Richards. Are you getting that? I thought it was Clapton that get him that. No, Keith. Okay, I'll go with that. All roads lead back to Keith. All roads lead back to Keith. <laughs> right, and I think we're we're at the end of this chapter. Oh, really? Have you got any other news? The end of the road is what you're trying to say. Have we got any other news? The long winding road. Oh, yes. Okay, well, we'll, we'll bid you farewell. You know what to do. If you want to like and subscribe, then do so. If you want to give us a five star, then do so. Please. Otherwise, we'll see you next time and it'll all be well worth it. Well, we won't, but we'll eat you leave us.